You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 119. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Are you someone who's working out all the time? You work out five days a week, you go to the gym, you hit those classes, but your body isn't changing. You don't know what to do, you eat healthy, you work out, you lift weights, you run, literally you do it all, but your body never changes. I totally get it, I know that feeling, and after doing and training people and working in the weight loss industry now for over 10 years, I really feel like I have a grip of what workouts are working for people and what workouts are not, and how to put workouts together so that your weight loss is as effective as possible. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to drop a few pounds or change your body or look a certain way and it's not working, then something has to change. So I'm going to tell you today in today's podcast episode what workouts seem to be the most effective for weight loss. But before we get started, first we're going to start off with our Eagle's Eye on Health. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. Today, we're talking about an article I came across called Strong Hands Equals Strong Brains. I thought this was really interesting. It says, could there be a handy new solution for improving cognitive health? Maybe, says the UK researchers, who found that people with significant grip strength tend to have healthier brains. Isn't that funny? So grip strength, like with your hand, your grip, healthier brains. In this large study, grip strength tests for over 475,000 people aged from 37 to 73 were compared against various cognitive measures such as reaction time, visual memory, number memory, perspective memory, and reasoning. The information came from the UK Biobank. Each study participant was required to undergo grip strength tests on both hands using a hydraulic hand dynamometer at a UK biobank assessment center. Participants then underwent a 15-minute computerized assessment of each of the five cognitive parameters. Data analysis showed that grip strength was positively and significantly associated with each of the cognitive measures. Grip strength also had a positive and significant association with visual memory and reaction time among 1,162 additional subjects with schizophrenia. So can training designed to increase grip strength lead to healthier brains? Well, the study authors aren't sure and suggest that further investigation is warranted to find that answer. However, they do say hitting the weight room is not a bad idea, especially for anyone with cognitive impairments. This raises the strong possibility that weight training exercises could actually improve both the physical and mental functioning of people with these conditions. So kind of interesting, but probably does somehow tie into strength training in general, benefiting your brain. And so I think that is a perfect 
perfect tie-in to our segment today about which workouts I am seeing the best effectiveness, I should say, for weight loss for my clients. Now, I am also going to just put it out there right now that this episode is based on my opinion and what I have seen work and not work while working with hundreds of clients over the last 10 years. So this isn't research-based. I'm not going to pull any of this information from certain studies or Harvard research or this or that, which often I do. I try to always pull from, you know, a lot of different research when I do my podcast episodes and I tell you where that research comes from. But this particular episode I wanted to do because I wanted to basically take everything I've seen over the last 10 years and let people know what I tell my clients in terms of what workouts they're doing, how I could make a change for them, what I think would be better for them. I see certain people do certain workouts that continuously I cannot get them to lose weight. And so I just wanted to put that out there today in this episode. Now, I have a pretty set workout plan for my clients so that we can maximize weight loss in a healthy and very sustainable way. That is always my goal, is that I wanna help my clients lose weight and be able to keep it off which is a big difference from some of the fad diets out there. They will help you lose weight, but you cannot maintain that way usually. And so people gain all that weight back. I want to set up my client's workout program so that they can burn as many calories as possible, but yet also integrating that strength training. And in strength training, you don't generally burn as many calories. So I've tried to like really work and manipulate my program over the last 10 years to see what is more effective, what is most effective for everyone. Now, I definitely believe in moderation for everything. I believe that cross-training is the way to go, not just for weight loss, but for injury prevention. And so that might mean a lot of people who just joined a lot of these studios, like we just had the new year. I don't know when you'll actually listen to this podcast episode, but new year's just hit. So tons of people are joining all these gyms and studios like Orange Theory and Bar Studios and Cycle Studios. And that's great. And I always want to encourage people to move and work out, but I also want to talk about what some of these studio classes are doing to some people's bodies or in terms of effectiveness for weight loss, how that's working, I guess I should say. So what workout programs are not working best for my clients? Um, Again, this is what I've seen. This is not based on research, okay? But what I have seen for people, they come to me and they're like, I've been doing X for, you know, all these months and I'm not getting any change. Or they come to me and they say, I want to do your private nutrition. I don't need help with your workout. I don't need help with workouts. I work out six days a week and I don't need help with workouts. So they go on my nutrition program. And if I don't get weight loss, then I start to say like, what are you doing for your workouts? Because my private nutrition program is really for my athletes. Athletes who are training for Ironman or marathons. And they have a coach and a set workout program. That is what I designed my four-week private nutrition for. But some people really want to do my private nutrition and they don't want my workouts. And then I say, well, what are you doing? Because we're not getting weight loss. And these are the kind of things that I'm seeing. A lot of them belong to single studio classes. What do I mean by that? Your Orange Theory, your Cycle Studio, 
your yoga studio, your bar studio. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't You don't have to turn the podcast off yet. I love all of these workouts. I love all these studios. So hang in there. Clients who attend classes at a studio. So I'm just going to, for example, Orange Theory. Initially, they usually will see some weight loss. And that is generally because the body hasn't done that type of workout before. So the body loves to be shocked. And what do I mean by that? You know, when we do new workouts, we use different muscle groups or different muscle groups in different ways. And we tax the cardiovascular system differently. And this usually leads to weight loss. Again, that's always very dependent on nutrition also. But if you do that same class then, five times a week, what you're going to see is that over time, the body wants to find balance and this sort of homeostasis pattern. The body doesn't want to change. It's like the body is always looking to get balanced. And so it will sort of accommodate over time those workouts and find balance. And balance generally means like a plateau in weight. It doesn't want to keep losing weight. It wants to see what it can do to balance it. So the body gets used to these workouts. And again, that's often when my clients hit that plateau in weight. And that's when they come to me and say, I work out like crazy five days a week. I do Orange Theory five days a week and I can't lose a pound. So it's not that the studio classes are bad or or they're not working or that you should drop them. But I think you need to vary the studio workouts a lot, a lot more, I should say. Now, this goes for any class that you do over and over. If you do bar class five times a week, I think you'll have the same problem. If you do cycle class five times a week, where you're burning a ton of calories, uh, five times a week, again, you'll still run into this problem generally because the body will get used to it over time. And I'm not harboring resentment on studio classes. I want I want for sure people to know that I, I love all these places and I go to all these kind of studios too when I can and I love the workouts. I just see the body perform best when it's always changing the workout and always shocking the body. So for example, maybe you do an Orange Theory class one day And then the next day you do a cycle class. And then the next day you do a yoga class. You get cardio, strength, and stretching with a pattern when you do a pattern sort of like that. It leaves the body always doing something different. And this can help you also avoid injury. Because I also see a lot of injuries happen when I see people doing a certain class every single day. Uh, The people who run five times a week or cycle five times a week, they generally are the people who have more injuries. It's a lot of repetitive motion on those joints. So you do have to be careful for that as well. So unfortunately, as you probably know, and what you're probably thinking is, studio classes are not cheap. So it's hard to pay for like five different studios to go to so that you can do a cycle class one day and a bar class one day and a yoga. That would cost a lot of money. And that's why, honestly, a a really good gym is a great option because they usually offer cycle, kickboxing, bar, yoga. It can be the best bang for your buck. And integrating those classes, like changing it up every single day, That's what I am seeing get the most effective weight loss. Now, what is another workout that I do not get good results with? (sighs) I I hesitate to even say it because I know the backlash that will happen. But 
Again, I'm just speaking from what I've seen. CrossFit. I understand that any CrossFit listeners right now are going to hang up the podcast, unsubscribe, give me the middle finger, call me bad names. I get it. I totally get it. But I want you to know the truth about what I've seen in past clients. I don't, do you want, would you rather I lie? I don't want to lie to you. I do not have great weight loss success with clients who do CrossFit. When my clients go to CrossFit five times a week, and they love it. I get it. They love it. They're die hard. And I think that's awesome. But I have done this for 10 years, and I don't think I've ever, honestly, I don't think I've ever been able to help a CrossFitter drop that much weight. Um, so if they're not willing to dial CrossFit back, I generally can't get them to lose weight. So they're often lifting in CrossFit. They live so heavy that my clients do, I'm sure they're putting on muscle, which we love, but it's gonna show on the scale as a high number, right? Because muscle does weigh more than fat. And so what, what really happens is there's a lot of mental discouragement, I find, for them. Because the heavy lifting causes a lot of water retention, a lot of stress in the body. It causes a lot of muscle gain, which is great. But then the scale number either isn't changing or sometimes goes up. And if you're trying to lose weight and you don't see that number on the scale go down, it's discouraging. I, I get it. Every week my CrossFit clients weigh in. I like you know, hold my breath because I want them to be encouraged. I don't want them to be discouraged. Who wouldn't be discouraged? They're doing all that hard work. So when I do convince a few of my CrossFit clients, hey, CrossFit a couple times a week is great, but let's bump up some of the other cardio workouts for now. When I can get that, that's usually when we start to get more results. And seeing that number on the scale go down it is very motivating and that helps the client keep going. Now, I'm not telling you to, to quit CrossFit, okay? So you don't have to hang up the podcast. <laughs> I'm not telling you to quit if you love it, but if you are trying to lose weight, you might want to drop some weight first and then go back to CrossFit more full time. So like I said, maybe do CrossFit a couple times a week and start integrating some other cardio only workouts for now. And then when that weight comes off, you can put the muscle on. That really tends to work better for my clients at least. That's what I'm seeing. Again, speaking from experience. Now what's another workout program or workout I see that does not seem to be working for people? All of the HIIT training, the H-I-I-T, okay? HIIT training. Now, you might be thinking, but 20 to 30 minute HIIT training, everybody's doing it. Uh, you know, it's a great workout. I'm dying. Research shows that it should be done, you know, as much as you can. Actually, research is showing that it should not be done as much as you can. And yet people are still doing it every single day. Research is saying that you should do it like maybe two times a week max. So I would include a HIIT workout into the weekly workout schedule of other great workouts too. But what I generally see when I get these kind of clients is they're doing HIIT workouts four times a week. And they're like, I love it because it's only 20 minutes. You know, that's generally what those high intensity interval training, that's what HIIT stands for. They're generally like 20 minute sessions. And 
people think that's great because they only have time to work out for 20 minutes. It's really intense. They're dying. You know, there's these explosions and then you recover and explode and recover. But you shouldn't be doing those intense levels like that every single day. And so often they back-to-back these workouts. And for one, they're often working the same muscle groups over and over and over too. And that's going to increase that chance of injury, leading to overtraining. Um, It's too high a cardio push so many days in a row. So it's a lot of stress on the body. And I don't see great weight loss results for people doing these 20-minute workouts more than maybe once or twice a week. Once or twice a week, totally great. I'm totally fine with it once or twice a week. But speaking from experience and what I see for weight loss, clients who are doing a lot of HIIT training workouts, I struggle to help them lose weight. Okay, so now you're like, okay, well, you just told me not to do anything that I love. (laughs) I don't want that. But let's talk about what are the best workout options for weight loss or how to integrate what you love to make it more effective. So which are working the best? Well... It's not necessarily, I want to make this clear, it's not really like, oh, I'm going to tell you now this exact workout and that's that's the workout. Meaning cycle classes are not the magic. That's not the answer. And running, that's not some magic answer, magic workout. But combining these different workout modalities in the right way seems to be what's helping my clients get the best weight loss. So the first thing I generally say is cardio is king or queen. And in my world, cardio is king or queen. If you're trying to lose weight, I have had the most success with clients who do more cardio days with some strength initially. Did you hear that? Initially. So you will see lots of articles about, hey, people aren't strength training enough. Strength training is the way to go. You should do less cardio. It's all strength. But honestly, again, I'm speaking from experience, working with hundreds of clients, And don't forget, for every article out there that you find that says strength training is king, you'll find just as many that say cardio is king. There's there's research on both sides, or I should say there's articles written on both sides of a lot of things. Cardio can help people burn more calories, allowing for a little more food intake. And because I work with my clients for nutrition and fitness, and I never want my clients to be starving, Okay, I never want my clients to be starving. So if I can burn a few more calories with cardio workouts, that means they can eat a little bit more on those days. That seems to satisfy them and we can do that for more days. Again, initially. So I want them to do a little more cardio initially. I love strength training. I'm not saying you're not gonna strength train, okay? When you see the number on the scale start to go down because we just increased your cardio to four days a week, you're motivated. And when you're motivated, you want to keep going. When you gain weight or cannot get the number on the scale to budge, you are not motivated. So my only goal is to get you motivated. I want you to see some change in the scale. I want you to be happy too. So a little more cardio initially. Getting the weight down is often also important because of injury. If you are very overweight, if you're, we're talking 50 to 100 pounds overweight, 
exercising with that much weight on can do a lot of sometimes damage to your joints, right? It's a lot of extra weight. So maybe you were once a runner and then you gained like 50 plus pounds and you go out for a run. Well, that's a whole different world on your joints now. And so also a reason why if I can get some weight loss going a little quicker in the beginning, it also might minimize some injury. So it's a little bit of injury prevention. So bumping up the cardio is key. Strength training is what I say is prince or princess. So if cardio is king and queen, strength training is prince and princess at the start. I think strength training is absolutely essential, but when you're trying to lose weight, I would like to limit it to two times per week. And when we do it two times per week, for my clients, it needs to be full body strength training. So I don't want someone to do an arms workout one day for 20 minutes and a legs workout one day for 30 minutes. When I say we're going to do strength training two times a week, I pretty much want it to be full body workout on both of those days with enough days between them so those muscles can recover. And again, I love strength training. I'm all for it. I did a whole podcast on it. So if you want the podcast on tips to get ripped, go to podcast episode number 109. By no means, and I'm telling you not to strength train. But yes, full day, two days a week initially. Now, what also is really helping my clients is this overall cross-training balanced schedule. So what I'm seeing pretty consistently is that when I get clients to do three days of solid one hour cardio, if I can build them up to one hour cardio, that is a goal. Two days of full body strength training, 35 to 45 minutes long. And then if I can get a day of yoga in there, I love to do that for their strength, uh, their flexibility, their balance. Or sometimes that, that sixth day could be a cardio strength day. Some people love to do those mixed classes where it's like a little cardio, a little strength, or maybe that's your hit day. That type of calendar of workouts seems to be working the best. You never want to do the same workout two days in a row. You want your body muscles to be able to fully recover. And just so you know, if you are training for a specific race, so like say you're training for a marathon or a bike race or a swim race, a triathlon, then guess what? None of this really applies to you. This is a separate situation. That is when you have to decide what your goal is. Don't sign up to run a race with the intention to lose weight. It's actually very hard for me to help people lose weight while they're training for an endurance event, like, like an Ironman. They, want it, they come to me, they're like, I've signed up for Ironman Texas and I need to drop 20 pounds and I've already started my training, so I need to dial in my nutrition. It's tough. Now, I do it all the time because that's when the athletes always come to me, but I always say it's easier for me to help you lose the weight in your off-season versus losing the weight during your training for this endurance event. This goes for marathons too. I have to fuel your body enough for like three to six hour rides on the bike, yet deficit you enough to lose weight. And it's a fine line. So it can take longer to lose the weight when you do it during an endurance season like that, during that training. As I said, same goes for marathoners. 
Uh, you have to eat a pretty solid amount of food for marathon training, these long runs. It's just not the best time to lose weight. Although again, yes, I do it all the time. It's just a slower process if you're going to not do it in the off season. So overall, my recommendation for you and your weight loss goals this year in terms of your workouts, I would say cross train daily. Focus on cardio for at least 30 days, meaning cardio three to four days a week with two days of full body strength training, just for at least 30 days. That's my recommendation to get things rolling. Don't do the same workout two days in a row. So don't do cycle five days a week or two, even two days in a row. You know, don't do Orange Theory two days in a row at least. At the very least, separate those. And then definitely take your full day off. Your, your body does need to recover. All your workouts should not be intense. Like So your four cardio days, they should not all be HIIT workouts. Uh, you need an endurance type of cardio day. A HIIT day is fine. A recovery uh, cardio type day even, like we do recovery runs, things like that. Every day of your cardio should not be super intense. Only really two days a week should be super intense cardio. Remember that you can work out all day every day, but if your nutrition is not dialed in, you're not going to lose weight. So if you're that person who's working out three hours at the gym a day because you think that's going to help you lose weight, it often won't. You often get yourself into such a bad cycle when you do that that you're completely plateaued. So if you're listening and you're like, yep, that's me. I work out three hours a day at the gym and I just cannot lose a pound come to me. <laughs> we need to fix a few things. You're, you're in a bad cycle and we have to stop the cycle. And the last thing would be, uh, if you are trying to lose weight, weigh in on Monday mornings and Friday mornings. I do this with almost all of my clients and we're going to actually talk ne- in next week's podcast episode, we're going to talk about weighing in and how often you should get on a scale. But I like to weigh in Monday and Friday for my clients. Why? I've talked about this before. I first start on the Monday morning and then on Friday, I like to see how things are going. Now, a Friday weigh-in, you always weigh in in the morning, is only four days later from that Monday weigh-in. So you might not have even lost a full pound at that point. It can take a full week just to lose one pound sometimes. Depends on the person, depends how much weight they have to lose. Um, But I like to get that Friday morning weigh-in because bad stuff happens on the weekends. (laughs) So you're usually like so good and you're on track Monday through Friday, but then you go to like three parties and a barbecue and then you weigh in on Monday and that number is not good. And if we hadn't taken the Friday weigh-in, which showed us that all things were on track, and we just look Monday to Monday, but you keep having bad weekends, then it's your weekends that are hurting your weight loss, not your actual five-day routine in the middle. So again, if you're trying to lose weight, I recommend Monday and Friday mornings as your weigh-in days. That way you kind of know on Friday, have I been on track? Is this working for me? And then if the weight goes up from Friday to Monday, it's probably an indication that you need to dial something in a little bit more on your weekends. So if right now you're still lost and you're thinking, okay, but now I'm so confused and I don't know what workout to do next and I don't know where to begin and you know, what should I do? I talked to a lady the other day and she's like, oh, 
I just, I don't know what to do. Like I go to the gym and I don't know what to do. And I get it. I mean, of course I have gone to the gym since I was 13 years old. So like it's different for me, but for people who really don't know what to do and they're not experienced in workouts and they're just trying to like create some kind of healthy habits, they don't know where to begin. That's when it it is helpful to have a coach or something. So all of my workout programs that I offer online, you can check out at shockthatbody.com. I do have one program that's probably one of my biggest sellers. It's called Earn That Muscle. It's a four-week program that gives you all the workouts you need. So you get strength training videos that are full body strength training videos. It's very hard to find that. A lot of the strength training programs out there, it's like arm day, leg day. And I, because this is what I've seen work best, I like a full body strength day. And so again, separated by many days in between. So Earn That Muscle has full body strength videos, PDF cardio workouts, um, core workouts, a full calendar that tells you what to do each day, assessments before and after. So if you're feeling really clueless and you need that help, that's what I recommend. Then then sign up for some type of program and that's a good one. Uh, My 10 week Earn That Body program includes nutrition, and it includes the Earn That Muscle program. So that's a good one. I work with you on your fitness and your nutrition, or you can integrate your own workouts into that as well. If you work with a trainer or you love a kickbox class, we can integrate that. My 10-week Earn That Body program is a little more customized for you personally. Then for my athletes, that's who I always recommend, the four-week nutrition plan, because most athletes have a coach and they, they already have a set workout program. So there's always options. I just want everyone to know that there's always options. If you feel lost, email me, Kim at EarnThatBody.com. I always tell people I love hearing from my podcast listeners. I love hearing from new clients, past clients. If you're lost, let me help you. Just shoot me an email. And there you have it. Another episode of Earn That Body. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love it if you'd share it online. Uh, I always post it on my Facebook page, the Earn That Body Facebook page. I also post it on my Earn That Body Instagram page. They're so easy for you to just click the share button. And also, if you're interested in seeing a little bit more of what I do every day, I post my meals, I post my workouts on my Instagram stories. That does generally convert over to the Facebook stories too. So if you don't know what stories are, uh, check them out on Facebook and Instagram or post on my pages and say, what's a story? And I'll, I'll show you where to go from there. But you can get all of that social media inspiration. And other than that, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you start to think about some of your workouts, how you're doing them, you know, what might be best if you're trying to lose weight as well. So there you have it. That's Earn That Body, bringing you fitness and nutrition and health information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Thank you.